Hey, welcome to another beautiful day. You're listening to the Positive Vines Winecast, where my love for all things wine and the wonderful people who make it possible come to life. I'm your host, Diane Roberts. Hey, Positive Vines wine lovers. It is really good to talk to you again. Well, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Um, The state that I live in, Texas, is starting to see a little bit of bending the curve back down. We've still got some areas that are really suffering and obviously a lot of wineries are suffering too. So I wanna start this out by saying, hey, if you can support your local wineries through orders, through curbside pickup, please do that. But in spite of all of this, we're starting to see some differences in the wine industry. We're starting to see a little more inclusivity. We're starting to see some intentionality behind being inclusive. And I think that's great. That gives everybody more friends, more experiences, and an opportunity to really grow the industry at a time when the industry, to be quite honest, has been suffering. So you probably remember my last podcast. Um, I talked about Dr. T.B. Munson. T.B. Munson was a guy who grew up here in what we call North Texas, so Denison, Texas, and he didn't really grow up here. He kind of migrated here, so let me correct that. But Dr. Munson was one of the foremost thinkers in developing rootstock. And just as a refresher, rootstock is the base of the plant. That's what goes into the ground, and that's what is most prone to diseases. Well, in France, they were having some issues way back when. Rootstock was dying, vines were dying. I mean, a large part of their harvest was dying off. And, you know, as we all know, French wines are very important in the ecosystem. And they reached out to Dr. Munson and he helped save the French vineyards, you know, he and others. So now let's go to 2020 and let's fast forward to another North Texas native. Her name is Sheremy Law. Sheremy has started a company called Salt and Pepper Wines with her partner, Todd. Sheremy and I met through a local group. It's called the Dallas Facebook Black Wine Lovers. And this is, this is a really awesome group. I have learned so much. I have learned about so many different things that people are doing that are really groundbreaking. And one day I saw Sheremy posted something about her wine. She wanted to get it out there. She needed some help. And I thought I would reach out to her in early May to see if she'd be available via Zoom to do a chat. And Sheremy was very, very gracious in doing that. Sheremy's gained her knowledge through, I'd say, the school of hard work. She visits wineries. She is a big proponent of Texas wines. If you want to talk to someone who knows about Texas wines, talk to Sheremy Law. And Sheremy and her partner, Todd, have spent countless hours learning how to make wines, working with some of the foremost wine authorities in the state of Texas. And Todd is very fortunate in that he has a family background in agriculture, and that plays a huge role in understanding 
the harvest, where you want to source your grape from, all that kind of stuff. So let's start out a little bit by you listening to Sheremy and I talk about how she got into wines. And then we're going to go a little further into the conversation where Sheremy shares everything that she loves about Texas wines and why. Thank you so much for talking to me. I wanted to kind of just talk to you a little bit, learn a little bit about you and, and your wine. And I think it's so cool to have somebody local who's doing this. Um, so why don't you tell me a little bit about your background and, you know, what brought you to wine? Yeah, so it's so crazy. Um, I never really thought of myself as a wine connoisseur, um, but my partner and I, Todd, uh, we actually made wine a part of like kind of our um, kind of coming together process when, yeah. when I was in college. Um, he took me on one of our first dates to Fredericksburg. Okay. And I had always been to go to Fredericksburg because, you know, all my girlfriends are going, but I was yeah. in poor college and I couldn't go. And here's this guy who I didn't even say that to, who was uh-huh. like, let's go. So, of course, I was like, yes. Sure. Um, and then he actually is working on his own project, um, a piece of agriculture equipment. Um, okay. And probably about, you know, a couple of years after we started dating he went and did some research and development with his dad like out on a different farm so he wasn't here locally with him um and so we used wine as you know just like you know coming together getting away from the city going to do something that we love to do together um and then you know just discovering wine going on and so it just started this journey of when you're turned back we just started going around Texas, literally have driven the length of Texas, meeting okay. with winemakers and growers and industry leaders and, you know, just in an effort to, you know, understand what's going on. And we didn't know what we would uncover. So isn't that fun? You hear that spirit and that love of Texas and Texas wines in Jeremy's voice. Now, one of the great things about being an entrepreneur is that you get to choose the name of your company. It's your vision. It's your life. It's your passion. And we're going to talk a little bit with Jeremy about how did they come up with the name? You know, how did she start that venture? And then we're going to talk about some of the links to the name, to her background, to Todd's background, and to their respective military service. And so in 2017, we started Salt and Pepper Wine, like officially got our LLC and everything because we're like, we're spending so much money on just driving around. Let's start a social media, you know, let's do mm-hmm. something there. Um, and then we, we realized, hey, let's sell wine. You know, how hard could it be? Todd and I, we do stuff. We just do it. And actually selling wine is pretty difficult. Um, but we realized that there is a place for us Mm-hmm. to be able to sell our own wine. We know everybody who grows grapes. We know the top, top winemakers. Um, we have connections with people in all over, in the industry throughout the United States and even around the world. And so, you know, we're like, well, let's jump in. Let's see what happens. And it was only natural that we name it Share Me Wine, which is my name, mm-hmm. from the military aspect for, for Todd. Sheremy was a actually honing pigeon from World War One that saved wow. the Italian in France. Like it's so crazy the story. Like she's oh wow, <laughs> and 
Like, it's really cool about, you know, she was shot. And, like, I mean, you would think this bird would have died trying <laughs> yes, to get some You know, that, you know, the Lost Battalion, hey, stop shooting at us. We're friendly. Um, and the 77th Battalion, actually. Um, you know, and she lived through that, which is so cool. And then parallel that with me, my own life and, you know, how with wine, my journey of wine, I've come alive. I've become a new person and I've gone through, you know, so much to get there. So it's just kind of like the parallel of military and my own personal life that we name it Share Me Wine. So it's not me being narcissist. It really does happen. So what a cool retelling of how they started their company. Now, Sheremy, as I mentioned, is from the North Texas area. And part of our conversation, we talked about her growing up in the Denison Sherman area, which is where my daughter-in-law is from. And the fact that her partner has the same name as my son, Todd. So it's always cool in the wine industry when you get to meet people who have common things with you. So I love these tops. You know, one of the things I would say is that Texas wines and Texas winemakers have really been putting themselves out there in the global competitions and the competitions in the U.S. and San Francisco and New York. So more people are getting to know about Texas wines. And one of the great things that Sheremy shared with me was her enthusiasm about spreading the good word about Texas wines and not only Texas wines, and her growth and knowledge about wines around the world. Why did you decide to focus on Texas wines? Because I know not only do you focus on what you're doing, but you're really big about trying to promote other Texas wines. 100%. Well, you know, when we started, it wasn't about our own wine. Mm -hmm. um, I think for, you know, it started off as us, you know, trying to prove his family member or his family member's wife uh -huh. about Texas wine. Um, and then we really started learning the stories of the winemakers and growers um, from the grandfathers of Texas wine. Like, you know, when they took that first step about, hey, you know, I'm going to put in some Cabernet. You want to do this experiment with me? Put in some Cabernet. You know, like from taking that step to, you know, the hard years, the bad years, and just seeing all of their hard work that, you know, people have put into the industry, our grape growers, like, you know, 2000, uh, the 2008, no, 2019 season was a very hard one because there was a frost and hearing the, you know, the pain that they've gone through and everything that they're going through just to create this awesome end product of wine. Right. And I think I fought, I fell in love with the people and then what they're doing and then come in this Texas spirit of we'll show you no matter what that we can you know make the best wine you know from the best grapes growing right here in Texas and it's I have a different view in the fact that I have been networking with people outside of Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, majority of Texas wine that is grown is consumed here in this state. Well they're the the world is huge so i have been networking with people across the world like going to like Texom and you know you know just uh, you know going up to napa uh going to new york just meeting people just across the board telling the story of texas and instead of 
you know, it coming this way, specifically here in Dallas, because the world of wine descends on Dallas. I mean, you know, being here, like everybody comes here from around the world. Well, it's like, you know what? We need to show people what we're doing. Um, And so I don't do it from this perspective of uh, let's stay here in Texas. I do it from the perspective of Yep, you're doing great wine in California. You're doing great wine in Italy and France and Australia. And I know people from all those regions. But guess what? I'm in a wine region that's doing awesome things. Wow, what great passion for Texas wines. Now I'm going to let you listen to a little bit of the interview where Sheremy talks about starting her brand, Sheremy Wines, and what Sheremy and Todd are looking to do to make sure that their wines are known throughout the world. With your company, with share me wines what goals are you trying to accomplish you know do you have a favorite varietal you want to focus on are you looking to stay regional or do you want to make this a big thing oh goodness gracious i got i got worldly goals worldly okay um i think for me i we obviously i wanted to be texas i want texas i want people and South Africa drinking Texas wine. Um, I want people in Australia drinking Texas wine, doing some kind of, you know, my thought of it is do getting to know winemakers in other regions and doing swaps where we're swapping out wine, where we're, you know, putting all of our wines next to each other in this region, in that region, in another region. Um, I think as far as varietals, we are going to do what, grows best here. I'm not trying, you know, it's, I'm not going to say a word. We're doing Cabernet or our Chardonnay. We do have a wine in the bottle, but it is not ready yet. Right. Um, but you know, I want to make people think differently about what what they're drinking. Um, that one white that we want to do is we want to do a Viognier, um, Chenin Blanc. Um, and who will be a Viognier Blanc from Texas? Are you are you serious? Yes. And let's put it up against the Washington Viognier yeah. Blanc. You know, let's let's get fun with it. Um, I don't think we, if we become known for one wine, that'll be fine. But I want when people are drinking Jeremy wine, they're getting an experience of just kind of like playing with their mind. It's an experience. It's not like let's just drink for drink. Like it's, let's, you know, play with the tongue. Let's, you know, bring all of our friends together. Let's, uh-huh. you know, really be conscious of what we're drinking. So that's, that's my hope. You know, getting any new wine into distribution isn't easy for a small lot winemaker. We go to the stores and we see rows and rows and shelves full of wines, but not a lot of those are from the small lot distributors. There's a lot going into those business connections and capital. But the great thing about Sheremy is that she takes those challenges and she turns them into positives. They partnered with Michael McClendon in Nacogdoches, Texas to do the bottling. Her partner, Todd, is rapidly becoming an excellent winemaker. He's just learning through osmosis. And one of the smart decisions that they made in order to get their brand out there quickly is to use stainless steel fermentation in how they produce the wine. And Jeremy's doing that for two reasons primarily. One, 
the crispness of the taste. She wants people to be able to taste the explosion of that grape when you drink it. But second, a very pragmatic business decision. Jeremy has decided that in order to get that brand quicker, she can't wait two, three, four years for it to ferment in oak or, you know, some other barrel type of production. So stainless steel lets her get that out sooner. As Jeremy put it, she wants to start the party right now. Now, Jeremy has spent six years going around Texas, learning about wines, talking to different winemakers, and just really having some great experiences. And I kind of put her on the spot a little bit and told her I wanted to know who were maybe the top two people in really helping her get established. And Jeremy was a little reluctant to say that, not because there aren't two, but because there are so many more than two. But the two that she highlighted were Michael McClendon of Sage Vintage. You know, his philosophy aligns with hers. His winemaking style is excellent. And he's just always been there to help other small winemakers. And John Rubenberg of Kerrville Vineyards. He's another leader in Texas wines who's really working to help put salt and pepper and in particular, Cherami particular wines on the map. Now, one of the things we talked about was how do you build a brand during a pandemic? Having that fortitude was really interesting to me, and I want to share that part of the conversation with you. So the fun thing is we started off by building our brand online, uh-huh. um, beginning with social media, and we were able to build a small following from there. I believe in 100%, 100% with social media. Like I've met so many people that I would have never met in the past Mm -hmm. Um, and that is how we're going to do it is through social media Um, and online uh, we can we'll be able to ship to once our permits are all said and done we'll be able to ship to uh, 30 plus states oh that's awesome being able to ship to over 30 states is incredible for a new small lot winemaker so I applaud Jeremy and Todd in their business acumen when Jeremy's next production comes online, you're going to notice her labels are designed by Christina Federer. Now, Christina is known in the Texas wine industry. She's designed for Beckard Vineyards and Barton House Wineries, just to name a few. If I had to maybe condense my interview with Jeremy and, and tell you what I think really stands out, it's her dedication to learning. It's her willingness to learn. So you can be dedicated to doing it and not really want to do it, though. Jeremy really wants to learn. She's out there every day learning everything that she can, even during this pandemic. Jeremy really does a great job of taking what might be perceived as a challenge and turning it into a positive. We openly talked about what it's like to sometimes be the only brown female face in the room and how she uses her authentic self and her confidence to show reverence to the industry, but to let people know that she's here, she's serious about this, and that she's going to join them in sharing the joy and love of Texas wines. One last question. What is the most important thing to you that you want people to know about your wine and your brand and your passion? So... The number one thing is that there is love from grape to glass 
Uh, everybody that I work with, I have a personal relationship with, um, and it is important that at each step of the way that they put love in it. And, and that's what I want to put out. Um, another thing, I know you said one thing, but I'm not a one thing person. Um, I want, you know, when Todd and I, when Todd and I first started dating, I was, a, I was lost. I don't know what I was doing. I was, I don't even know how we, I, I was lost in the sauce, right? Um, and he's a very goal and, you know, oriented person. And so he helped, you know, you know, put me on a, help, you know, open my eyes to something. And the thought that I, I never thought that I could own a company. I always looked up to women or people who, who had, you know, things that I didn't have and look at them in a certain way, not thinking, oh, I can have that too. Oh, it must be great for them, da, da, da. But on this journey and everybody that I've met along the way, I've met famous people, you know, in my different jobs. I've met, you know, politicians and I've, you know, sat in with them when they're not all buttoned up or whatever. Mm -hmm. I've heard them talk and I've been to their house and I'm like, wait a second, all these people are just like me. There's nothing special about them. Some of them may have daddy's money, connections, whatever, but other than that, there's nothing special about them. And people after me, especially women, women of color, I want them to see that they can do it. Don't look at famous people and say, oh, must be great to be them. I wish I could do that. You know, whatever. You can do it. Get up, figure it out, walk down the path, and you can be awesome and you can make a name for yourself. Um, so that's, so those are the two things, love and you got this. Wow. Isn't that someone that you want to learn more about and you want to follow? I mean, she's so inspiring. She talks about very openly and honestly about her journey. And I really appreciated that. And once again, I really appreciated the time that Jeremy gave me in the middle of a pandemic. I want you to keep an eye out for Jeremy's newest offering. She's predicting it'll be either later in 2020 or early 2021. You can find her on Instagram. She's got two handles. The first one is at Jeremy Wine. C-H-E-R-A-M-I-E Wine and at Salt and Pepper. And I'll put all this information on the positive.vines.com website. I can't wait to try a bottle of her wine to continue spreading the word about Texas wines and the jewels that we have in this state. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you so much for joining me and understanding the journey of a young winemaker and what it takes to be a small lot wine producer. I am so excited to continue this journey with you, learning more about Texas winemakers, and in particular, learning more about black and brown and female winemakers around the world. This is Diane Roberts with Positive Vines. Visit my blog at positivevines.com. And remember, drink what it is that makes you happy and always drink responsibly. Thanks a bunch, and I'll be speaking with you soon.